Question, do you struggle with invasive thoughts of fear and anxiety? Have you ever felt so stuck in life, so overwhelmed that you couldn't fathom moving forward? Well, today I plan on taking you along my journey and the tactics I implemented to both war for my mind and adapt and take on the mind of Christ. Stay tuned. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The Pouring, a space where living waters flow free. I'm your host, Cordia, and I am back with another episode, and I'm excited. And for those of you who are watching, you're probably like, this looks different. This, the surroundings. Yeah, I know. I am in a hotel room. I I did not want my travels to stop me from recording and releasing a word that I do believe that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart. If you saw the title, it's called The Battle of the Minds. Dum, dum, dum. It sounds really intense, I know, because it is. It's very intense. For those of you who are familiar with Joyce Meyer, it's sort of a play off of her book titled The Battlefield of the Mind. It's, it's along those lines, but with another piece, another component to it that I hope will edify you and just enlighten you a little bit because it definitely enlightened me when the Holy Spirit showed me this. Today, I want to get vulnerable with you guys. I want to be open. I want to be transparent. I want to be honest. I've learned sort of recently that one of the best ways to develop trust and to develop intimacy, to develop relationships with people is to be vulnerable, to share your vulnerabilities. I want to do that today. I think the best way to teach or to share is to share your own story so that you can see that, hey, I'm not just saying these things. Like I'm, I'm actually living this out very tangibly and it's very real in my life. My journey has been one of war when it comes to my mind. The enemy, he always has attacked me. The the biggest and the most profound attacks have been on my mind and my identity. It's not so much external. It's very much so internal. It has caused a lot of doubt, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. Oftentimes, I would just be stuck and afraid to move forward. My mind was so trapped in a sense that I just didn't know how to how to get out of it. I didn't see a future. And for those of you who have similar struggles and have struggled like me, I just wanted to share with you my journey through it and how the Lord has sort of, uh, what I believe has brought me on the other side of it. I'm not perfect. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. But I do believe that I've come to a place of healing where I can say, okay, X, Y, and Z has worked for me. And I want to share it with you all. My default was always pessimism. If situation wasn't going the way that I would have hoped for it to go, I, I would instantly go into a state of fear and anxiety and panic. At a young age, I had a lot of panic attacks as a child. And now I think about it and I'm like, wow, I can remember multiple times my mom taking me to the pediatrician or the doctor or what have you, because I was having panic attacks just constantly just in fear of like, oh, something bad is going to happen. That was my default. I took on an identity and an inner vow that things were just out of my control. Things are just not going to work for me. I I realized, okay, we're three-part being. We're spirit, which comes from God, and we'll go back to God when we die. We're soul, which consists of our mind, will, and our emotions. 
and we're flesh, which is our body. The attacks oftentimes are on the soul because the soul is where your will is. This is where your decision-making takes place. This is where you can choose life or death. It's your soul, it's your will. In order for my mind to be sound, I have to war for it. I have to bring it under submission of my spirit because my spirit is what comes from God. When I became a follower of Jesus Christ, it's his spirit that is dwelling in me. And my soul and my flesh need to be submitted to the spirit. Once my mind is submitted to my spirit, once my mind is in, is, is in the secret place, once my mind is consistently in his presence, it is submitted to my spirit. There's absolutely nothing stopping me. Absolutely nothing stopping me. And the enemy knew that. So that's why he fought so hard to take it away. And I want to go to some scripture, right? That speaks to the mind. So let's start with Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So that right there shows you every physical manifestation of evil comes from a manifestation of evil in the spirit realm. So we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So when you have these intrusive and these invasive thoughts, that is the enemy. The enemy cannot read your mind. He can't. He's not God. He's not omnipresent. No demon, no foul spirit, no evil spirit can actually read your mind. What they can do is is give you suggestive thoughts. For example, I'm walking down the street. I see somebody I know. That person walks by me and does not acknowledge me. Even though I'm looking at them, I'm waving at them. I'm walking and I'm continuing to walk forward. And then a thought comes in. They don't like you. They did that on purpose. They think that you're a bad person. They think that you're weird. When the reality is they were focused on their surroundings, they were focused on maybe their child that's next to them or their husband or their spouse. They just weren't paying attention. And so therefore they missed me. And that's the truth. But the enemy plants a thought and a seed in your mind that says they are this, they are that. I historically in the past would take that and let it take root. And I would have this whole story (laughs) about this person concerning me, that was completely false. And then I would start acting weird around them and just acting, you know, just like kind of avoiding them and like, oh, they don't like me anyway. It's it's a slippery slope. So let's hop into the next scripture. Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we must renew our mind. We must take thoughts captive. Let's run that example again, but I'm going to take the thought captive. I'm walking by, my friend or coworker walks by me. They don't acknowledge me. The enemy comes. Oh, they're this, they're that. What I've started to do is when that comes, I just started to say no, no. Just even when it just no. They, enemy don't even have to get the whole word out. No, that's a lie. I send it to the pit of hell. Literally in my mind. (laughs) I am saying, no, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I don't receive it. I don't receive it. They have something going on. There isn't anything personal. And even if it is something that they have against me that has nothing to do with me, I'm going to continue to treat them like the child of God that they are. I'm going to continue to love on them. No, 
no. So I started practicing saying no. And at first I was like, this feels weird, but it actually started working. It started working. I didn't even let the enemy say the first word. He couldn't even get the th out of they <laughs> out fast enough where I was like, nope, nah, that's a whole lie. Mm-mm. I don't receive it. I send it to the pit of hell. So you have to take those thoughts captive right when they come in. Don't even let them sit. Take it captive and cast it down. So that is one of the tactics that I implemented. Another one that I started implementing is as you take them captive, you have to then start exhorting God's word over your mind and replacing that that's that empty space now, right? That's it. There's empty space there. It's not filled with evil, but it's still empty. So therefore you have to exhort, you have to exhort his word over your mind. I am blessed in my comings and my goings. I am a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ, right? I am a, a, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. You have to exhort God's word over your mind. That is a tactic. So let's go to another scripture, which is Isaiah 26, 3. And it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Jesus is the word made flesh, right? And if we are wanting to take on his mind, the same spirit that existed, that that Holy Spirit, if we want to take on his Holy Spirit in his mind, we must exhort his word. We must get that word in us. And that word then begins to transform us internally. And then we become an ambassador of Christ, right? A living embodiment of his Holy Spirit to people. And the wonders it does to your mind, it's amazing when his word is. So the default is no longer anxiety or fear. The default is I am a royal priest. I am a priest and I am a king. I am a chosen generation. I'm a peculiar person. And you just begin to embody who Christ is in your life. As I was I was doing this, I had to then um, apply some tactics when it came to my emotions and feelings, right? Even when I was saying no, and even when I was exhorting his word, there are still things in me specific to my soul experiences and, and that are sort of embedded in my mind, well, and emotions that still exist. And you don't know that they're there until you're triggered. When I'm triggered, I had to locate myself. And what do I mean by locating myself? I, I experience the feeling and I say, hmm, why do I feel this way? I don't immediately succumb to that feeling, that emotion, right? Because I look at emotions and feelings as suggestions. I look at them as sort of a, a litmus test. They, they tell you what is going on internally. They don't necessarily tell you the truth. As I peel back the layers in the onion of that emotion, I see, oh, there's abandonment there or fear of rejection there. So that emotion basically is a external manifestation of something that is internally still in you that needs to be rooted out. That's why you need to be around certain people. That person that just agitates you and irritates you, I think oftentimes we want to get them out of our lives when in actuality, the Lord wants them there so that they can show you those things that are still hidden inside of you 
when you do life with somebody and you're in relationship with somebody, whether it's a friend, whether it's a spouse, significant other, whether it's a parent, if you're around them long enough, what what is in you <laughs> will come up. Essentially, that isn't good. It will come up because it's inevitable. We're human. You can't hide when you were intimate with somebody. When I say intimate, I'm not talking necessarily in a sexual way. You're just in close proximity. You're doing life together closely. That actually helps because what the Lord is allowing is for that thing that is in you to, to come up. And now that it's no longer hidden, you can address it and bring it before the Lord. Just a, a, a nugget of wisdom that I've learned and I've experienced myself. The antagonists in your lives aren't necessarily antagonists. Maybe they've been placed there by the Lord to root up and root out those things that don't serve you. Taking on the mind of Christ and being perpetually in his presence. Again, I always say wisdom and operating in wisdom. That is pivotal to warring for your mind and getting and being on the other side of that. One more thing I wanted to mention was uh, Psalms 91.1, famous scripture. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Recently in a Bible study, I want to give a shout out to Pastors John and Don White at my church at the Life Center ATL. They shine some light on another definition for shadow. And another definition for shadow is copy or likeness, right? And so if you replace that word in instead of shadow, it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the likeness of the almighty. So you guys, if we take on the character of Christ, we are hidden and we're hidden in his character. And when we take on his character, remember he is light. So evil cannot comprehend it. So the more we take on his character, the more we're hidden in him, the less we have to deal with these evil spirits and word curses and things that come our way and these thoughts. They can't just, they don't have legal rights to just plant any and everything and you're covered and protected. So even before the thought even gets near you, it's, it's snatched up. It just further shows the need to be in his presence, to perpetually be under his shadow and to be in him always seeking him, being at his feet, praying fervently, um, exhorting his word over your life and over your mind, saying no to those thoughts. That is what's helped me. My discernment is, is, at, an, as a, is at a 10 now. So um, I'm seeing all the tactics because he's always going to find or try to find an open door, a crack window. But I'm like, oh, I see you there. No. Oh, you right there? Nah. Oh, you going to come through the, the back door? That's cute. Nah. <laughs> right? He just constantly, no. So say no to the enemy. Just like you say no to drugs, say no to the enemy. It works. That's what I wanted to share today, this battle of the minds, right? And it's the battle between my mind, my human mind, and the mind of Christ. If you submit your will to him, if you're perpetually in his presence, if you are praying nonstop, praying without ceasing, constantly in his word, getting it in you, you guys, you will be able to take on the mind of Christ.
and you will be absolutely unstoppable because he has authority and he has given us authority to subdue the earth. He has given us authority to trample over snakes and scorpions and over every evil power ever. All of them, not some, not a few, but all of them. We have authority. They have to be submitted to us. And when we have his mind, when we operate in his character, it has no power. That's true authority and power. So seek him. Submit your life to him. I thank you all again for joining. I just hope that this that these uh, videos are edifying to you. But I will just continue to share my my own experiences and just tactics, tangible things that I've put in place that have helped me just become more like Christ. That's it for today. I love you all. I thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a blessed one.